The Breakdown Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies telling you what you need to know regarding politics breaking it down politics and welcome to another edition of politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies bringing you the news you can use so you won't lose. But if you vote for the Democrats or the Republicans this year, you're going to lose either way. So choose accordingly. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Mercer, do your thing. Thank you, Mr. Blue. What's going on, everybody? And, and good evening, Odie. Thank you for, for dropping by. Hey, guys. <laughs> Uh, I, I will tell you this. I'm off work until uh, Thursday. I go back. I'm on vacation and I got lucky. I had to cancel my doctor's appointments because I hadn't put them in the schedule yet because we've been so busy. They're not letting us take vacation unless it was already scheduled before the Rona. <laughs> so uh, I never scheduled my doctor's appointments and I got to push it back. So that's no big deal. But because I was off today, because usually, you know, you know, I work full time. And okay. um, I had time to sit down and write the show like, like a normal human being today. And then uh, big news just keeps happening. As soon as I finish writing the show and I'm like, ah, okay, now I might actually be coherent today. Uh, what happens? The price of oil drops to negative $37 a barrel. That's not me being funny or being hyperbolic. Uh, and here's the thing. If you've heard different stories about where the price of oil was, you were probably right because it changed every half hour for the last three hours. So at one point it was down to like $5 a barrel. Then it was down to a dollar a barrel. And then it was down to like two cents a barrel. And the last I checked, which is about an hour ago, it was at negative $37 a barrel. Because of the coronavirus, there's no demand for oil. But like idiots, they keep pumping oil. There's no place to store it now. All the storage facilities are full. So now, with, and, and as was explained by the, the, um, David Dole, AKA the Rational National, right? When you have something like milk, for some reason they still say that you still have to pump milk out of cows even when there's no demand for it. They'll just dump the milk to keep the price of milk where it's supposed to be, I guess, even though it's usually still more expensive. I remember at one point, oh, there was an old cartoon from like the Bush era where a mother was pouring gasoline in her kid's um, cereal. And she was like, what? It's cheaper than, she said, it's cheaper than milk. Because <laughs> milk is horribly expensive these days compared to where it used to be. But you can't do that with oil. What are you gonna do, dump it in the ocean? You know, there's nothing, you can't really do anything with it. So now they literally have to pay people to take the oil off their hands. I'll talk more about that on Saturday because that just landed on my desk. And I'm like, that's absolutely insane. <laughs> oil is negative money per barrel. That's why I, I joked on Facebook. I'm like, if you ever thought, hey, that movie, The Road Warrior with Mel Gibson was so cool. I would have loved to be in that movie. Uh, it's coming. You'll have your chance because we're, we're, we're entering the Mad Max times. And, and the people who are going to usher us there, are, of course, as always, the Republicans are going to usher us into the Mad Max times. Somebody on Twitter, 
uh, she's a stand-up comedian. So I don't know if she just said this for her stand-up or what, but somehow I don't think so because, you know, it's Trump fans. And she tweeted, someone actually just told my husband on Facebook that it's a good thing Obama isn't president right now because he, because he wasn't a billionaire and wouldn't have been able to afford to give everybody $1,200. Mm-mm-mm. And she said, seriously, how do Trump supporters find their way home at the end of the day? I have no clue either. Let me put it like this, Odie. When you were a kid, right, did you ever think something really weird because you were a little kid? Like, for instance, you probably thought, and I don't know about you personally, maybe somebody thought that a plane flew at 5,000 miles an hour. Because you see a plane fly overhead, you're like, wow, that's fast. A plane must be going 5,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then if you, maybe you set it around your parents or somebody like that, and your parents are like, no, 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 no. Planes don't go 5,000 miles an hour. Plane goes about, uh, a commercial jet goes about maybe five or 600 miles an hour, right? Which is still fast because the speed of sound is 770 miles an hour. Look at it like this, little Timmy, the imaginary person I'm able to make a point. Um, If you drive from New York to California, that's about two days with light traffic. But going 500 miles an hour, you can fly from New York to California if you go nonstop in six hours. Right. So mm. now little Timmy is now educated. So now when little Timmy goes around other people, he doesn't look like an idiot. But if no one tells little Timmy how this thing works, he's going to be 14 years old and he's going to see a plane fly overhead. I'm like, wow, that plane must be going 5,000 miles an hour. His friends are like, what are you, a jackass? A plane doesn't go 5,000 miles an hour. Was it traveling into the future? You idiot. Okay, kids aren't that mean. <laughs> Not really that mean. Maybe the, maybe the kids on, on the HBO miniseries are that mean. But the thing is, in this day and age, I, I could see a kid in the 80s thinking that, right? I grew up in the 80s. I was born, I was born in the early 70s. I was a teenager in the 80s, you know? Because we didn't have information right there in our fingertips, right? Mm. But, but how dumb do you have to be if what she said is true? Because, I mean, she just said it on Twitter. So I have no clue if this is actually true. But the problem is this. Uh, I've seen Trump fans do a lot of dumb things. Like, for instance, the, we talked about that poor guy on um, a couple years back who was bragging on uh, Facebook that I don't care if they repeal the Affordable Care Act. I mean, if they, I don't care if they repeal Obamacare because I have the Affordable Care Act. And they were like, yeah, that's the yeah. same thing. You know, anytime... Uh... I think from now on, anytime somebody says or does something dumb um, in honor of Teddy Riley, I will be saying dumb, dumb, diddy. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a simple person, Odie. I laugh for 10 minutes straight at nothing but Teddy Riley uh, and, and babyface memes. And I, I joked about it on Facebook. I'm like, now we know who made more money during their during their heyday definitely babyface and i'm like come on man i remember the battle between rizza and premier rizza was having some sound problems right and you know these things happen you know but you would figure at this point okay teddy riley would have been like all right i've seen the problems rizza has so i don't want to have them problems right and, and he fresh had some problems too. I finally got a chance to watch that one as well. 
mm-hmm. um, the Manny Fresh and Scott Storch one. But yeah, I mean, it, it's not an easy thing to set up like that, you know, especially when you talk with two different. I mean, it, it's not an easy thing to set up. It's not something that I could just. That's not something that I could. Probably I mean, do. it's not easy to set up, but sometimes when you know less is more. You know, Teddy Riley was doing the most, and it did not work out for him. Yeah. Uh, baby faces went to press play, and that was the end of that. And it was good. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, man, it, it's it's just <sighs> no one learns from each other. Like you know, and, and it's not like RZA had a whole like a band in the background. RZA was just you know he had his turntables and whatnot, but you know they were having some sound issues. You know. That's why you usually have more than one sound man to make sure all these things work, you know. And I think the funniest and and did 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 uh did Teddy Raleigh have a have a hype man? Yes, he had like a band. Like he had a lot going on in the background, and then like he had a fake background up. So like uh, before we hopped on this um, on this session to record politics. Uh, when we were testing, like I had problems with my sound, you couldn't hear me, um, and I turned on the video to see if you could see me at least. You know, trying yeah. to just just trying to troubleshoot. And so, like, I don't know if you noticed, but like, I had a background, yeah, behind like, me, like a like like, on like the San Francisco or something like that. Exactly, that's the kind of shit that Teddy Riley had. I, except he didn't have San Francisco. Like he had, I don't know, like something psychedelic looking. It had a lot of colors, but yeah. Again, doing the most, sir. Babyface was just sitting in his studio. He hit play. Dum Dum Diddy, you doing too much? <laughs> Teddy Riley, like you're doing too much. I, so. I I will say one thing about Teddy Riley. I Babyface is just transcendent across so many so many years. I mean, I mean it, not to take away from Teddy Riley. I mean, he no, definitely not. He did the show. Like, he brought the show up. Um, Babyface was definitely clowning on that. He was like, well, how old were you, 12? <laughs> but, uh, no, Teddy Riley apparently was in high school when he produced that song, but um, but it, the songs weren't equal. Like, Babyface played, you know, two occasions, and then he came in with the show. Those aren't even, like, close to the same thing. I would have rather he played something like Black Street, something from Black Street's like R and B era. Yeah, if if it was gonna be on that, but they were just trying to hype the crowd up. I mean, you figure, like between I, I caught some of RZA and um, Premier, and I think that Premier won, but it was not a blowout because RZA has some tracks, man. He's got a lot of tracks, but with 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 Teddy Riley, all I could think of was like all the New Jack stuff. Yeah, like like absolutely. stuff with, with, with Heavy D and and Guy and all that other stuff, you know. But then I think about even a little bit later though, like No Diggity No Doubt was like one of the biggest smashes. It's still like that's a timeless song. Like that, everybody loves that song. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even think we got there because I quit watching after like twenty minutes. So <laughs> I don't know if he even got to that song, but that would have been perfect too. Like. Who doesn't like that song? That's the one you end with, you know. Really? You he end with that song to, to keep that impression. Yeah. That don't leave. Like there's so many, and then considering how many times that that song was sampled too, like the song was sampled by Pac, and like 
You know, like there's so many cool things he could have done with that, but mm, okay. Now, did he do his Michael Jackson songs? I don't know. I have no idea. I I told you I only got through like 20 minutes, and 10 of it was probably him saying he was gonna reset. Uh, five of it was babyface clowning, and then the other five was just like listening to the technical issues of the poor audio quality. So yeah, there were. There's like a couple of different versions floating around on YouTube. I think um, the 20 minute version is where he says, we're going to start over and then it picks up from there. And then the one that's like 45 minutes where I think it's everything before he said, oh, everybody's saying start over. But you didn't have to start over with the same exact song. The catalog is huge. Like, oh, that was just a mess. It was just a mess. It's a good thing Teddy Raleigh isn't a, a Trump supporter because he would just blame Obama. <laughs> well, he would he would just left it at that. I, I I look at it like this, right? Uh, with all the with all the stuff we got going on right now, right? What we don't need is just Republicans just going off the ledge. You know the you know the problem with liberty is that no one knows what it means. <laughs> no one's ever looked up liberty or freedom to, to know exactly what it means. And no one's ever read the constitution, you know? Now, I can't tell you shit about the Bible aside from Bible stories I've read because I've never read the Bible. So if you want to tell me about Luke verse 18, chapter 68, or however many chapters they go, I have to take your word on it. Never read that shit. But I, I know a lot of Bible stories. You know, I've told that story over and over again. You know, so I read a bunch of Bible stories when I was kid, but I've never read the Bible. And I've read the Constitution when I've had to, but it's not like something where I'm just like, oh, you know what? I got some free time on my hands. Let me just read the Constitution again. No one does that. But if you're going to, if you don't want to talk out the side of your neck, maybe you should give it a, maybe you should give it a glance, you know. Get the cliff notes, something, you know. And these Trump fans don't do that because you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that's all they care about, but they don't care about anyone else's life, liberty, or pursuit of happiness, you know? We don't want you to stay home because we're tyrants. We, won't, we want you to stay home because we don't want you to infect other people because you don't have to show symptoms to spread the disease. Mm. And President Cuckoo Bananas is not letting people know that. He's trying to get everything opened up again. And of course, you know, it's because he wants his billionaire taskmasters, they want him to open things up so they can keep on making money. But a lot of people are going to die, you know. And here's the thing. This is from The Guardian, right? And this is going to be a little, a little bit long-winded, so I want you to bear with me here, Okay. Thousands of people are preparing to attend protests across the U.S. in the coming days as right-wing movement as a right-wing movement against stay-at-home orders backed by wealthy conservative groups and promoted by Donald Trump continues to take hold. Conservative activists are demanding governors lift orders designed to stop the spread of the coronavirus despite the recommendations of public health officials. Trump, who has clashed with Democratic governors over how soon to reopen the U.S. economy, tweeted his support on Friday in an unprecedented endorsement of civil disobedience by a sitting president. Many of the planned rallies have been inspired by a protest at the Michigan State Capitol on Wednesday, which was attended by thousands. Yet, 
While organizers claim the protests are grassroots and are people driven, a closer look reveals that a movement driven by traditional, uh, that a move, uh, reveals a movement driven by traditional right-wing groups, including one funded by the family of Trump's education secretary, Betsy DeVos. Before I go on, remember one thing about the DeVos family. How did they make their money? Uh, through steel, through diamonds, you know, something like that? No, through Amway. Through that scam shit that your aunt did, and now she owes Amway like $600 because she bought her own products because she couldn't sell them to anybody. You know what I mean? That Amway. Like, I think, in, I think, it, I want to say in Florida, there's a stadium named after Amway. Okay? No one makes money on Amway except the DeVos family. And the only reason why Betsy DeVos has that job is because her family has donated tens of millions of dollars to the Republican Party. That's the only reason why Betsy DeVos has that job. Because as far as I know, and correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, she does not have a degree in education. So why is, the, why is she the, the fucking education secretary when she holds no degree in, in her only her only qualifications that she at one point in her life she went to school that's it that's why ben carson is 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 uh secretary of hud because at one time he lived in the projects that's it so when trump talks about he hires the best people he is full of shit but anyway yeah. Um, he hires the best people that he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that ain't saying much. That ain't saying much. I mean, Trump doesn't have friends. I don't know what people thought. Somebody, somebody tried to try to make this sympathetic article about Trump because one of his quote-unquote friends, somebody I never heard of, got coronavirus, and they were like, you know, friend of Donald Trump had coronavirus. And I just, I just tagged my friends like fake news. Trump doesn't have any friends. He's not even friends with his kids, for Christ's sakes. But uh, to continue on, the rallies have drawn comparisons to the Tea Party movement, which sprang into life in 2009 following the election of Barack Obama and was driven in part by Americans for Prosperity, a group founded by right-wing donors Charles and David Koch. As of the Tea Party, the anti-stay-at-home movement has been promoted by right-wing media eager for the economy to reopen including Fox News, which on Friday aired a segment on protests in Virginia, Michigan, and Minnesota. Two minutes later, Trump tweeted to his 77 million followers the need to liberate those states. Now, when you tell a right-wing nut job to liberate something, what's he, what's he thinking? Someone's got to get shot. You know what I mean? They're not thinking, you know, well, we should get my, you know, we should get our signs in protest. No, they got to bring their guns. And there was uh, plenty of pictures of those right wingers standing. Hell, even in the, uh, the article I'm looking at from the Guardian, there's cats standing by, they got their camouflage and they got guns. Now, where were those guns when Donald Trump claimed that he had absolute power? So when he claimed that this power was absolute, where, where were the guns then? They were still in the cabinets. Bullets were in the were bullets in the bottom shelf. But Donald Trump goes out and tells them, you know, you got to liberate your state. Now they're out there with guns. Bunch of corn-fed jackasses. You rubes. You morons. You're gonna go. Ben Dixon had a tweet, and I don't know if I could find it again. Mm. But he was basically. Hold on, let me see. If, because he didn't have it that long ago. 
and and I and I I kind of felt guilty. I'm like, I really, you know, shouldn't laugh at this, but, uh, but basically, it was just like you know, so long as Democrats uh, continue quarantining, we'll win the election, no problem, because the Republicans will all be dead. You know, that is the good news. Because they all, because they just all want to get out there and be like, "Yeah, freedom!" Yeah, yep. And then you won't be in the hospital. Please, I need a ventilator. Now I will say this though: like the one area where I actually do agree with the right wingers is mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out. I've seen this from several sources as well, but mainly sources that are memes. So. I don't know, again, how valid these are, but I do feel like the government is not properly documenting the deaths of people. So, like, if you are, you know, if you're a tobacco smoker and you die of lung cancer, they're going to put down COVID-19. If you die of a heart attack, they're going to put down COVID-19, which obviously skews the data and the numbers as far as who's actually dying from this disease. So that part of it does make it fake news, and we don't have real true data and i could see why they wouldn't take it as seriously that would all depend on one thing to me anyway if somebody with lung cancer got covid19 and that's why they died complications you know i could see that because yes if you had lung cancer i mean unless you're rush limbaugh who's still doing his radio show with lung cancer and i'm just like god fucking damn it but um if you're if you're already sick and you get COVID nineteen, you have a lowered immune system. That's what killed you. So even if you were already sick, if you got COVID and the COVID uh, was more rampant in you, for lack of a better term of saying that, because you were already sick, then they may yeah, put down COVID you as susceptible. Yeah, they may put that down as a cause of death, even if you were already, and that that's what caused, um, I think it was Sean, I don't know if it's Sean Hannity, they're all, all those Fox News dogs all look alike to me, but one of them said that people who were done at COVID-19 were already on their last legs, you know, and I'm just like, uh, how are these people on television? At least, at least MSNBC had some quality control when, when, when Jason Johnson was out talking out the side of his ass. He hasn't been on TV in like a month. And all the, all the, all these black women, we need to bring Dr. Jason Johnson back. I'm like, look, just admit that you think he's handsome, and that's why you want him back on the air. It's not for his expert analysis, because he's never given any. It's because you think he's handsome, and he co-signs your horseshit. And he doesn't make you feel like a total sellout. That's all. I don't know who's I don't know who's thinking that way about Hannity, which is why they, you know, or uh, what, what's the other one? It's Hannity, and who's the other douchebag on Fox News? Not Jesse Waters. He's 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 not uh, even worth mentioning. Hannity and uh, God, Tucker Carlson, the jackass with the bow tie. Tucker Carlson doesn't even wear doesn't even wear bow ties anymore. He used to wear bow ties. That's how I could tell them. That's how I could tell them apart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because without the bow tie, they're the same exact person. You know. But I mean, for people who claim that they always think for themselves, as soon as something comes up, 
they're just automatically just they gotta, they gotta grab their guns and go. You had assholes in Michigan bringing Confederate flags. I'm like, dude, Michigan is not a Confederate state. It's as far north as you can go. Why do you have a Confederate flag in Michigan? They don't read. Read a book, you troglodyte. Jesus. I didn't have to look that up. That's just in my memory. Mm-hmm. I, didn't have to, I didn't have to Google that Michigan is not a Confederate state. That's just in my mind from freaking sixth grade. Fucking jackasses. But the thing is, they're going to let these people go out and get them killed so they can go to work for them and make them money. Because they're starting to, people, some people are starting to realize the most important thing. Billionaires don't make money. We make money. Okay? We're the ones who go out there and do all the work. They're the ones who sit back and reap all the benefits. Billionaires know how to work the system. Okay? But they don't, but they don't generate money. We generate money. So if we can't work, they can't make money, with the exception of Jeff Bezos. Because now, with everybody staying in, people have to order out more. So now he earned like an extra, what was it? Since, since COVID started happening, like an extra $24 billion in profit that he's made. Because people have been ordering more and he still can't get his people masks and, and proper things to, uh, you know, to keep them safe. And every time someone speaks out against it, they get fired. You know, but these people who, who claim to be these, these great pioneers, these great thinkers, they're nothing more than sheep, as evidenced by the fact that Betsy DeVos throws some money at them and they, and they run out in the street like idiots, you know? And, and the problem is, like I saw on uh, Michael Brooks, he's part of, uh, you know, down with Sam Cedar and also uh, with uh, Majority Report. And he, he also has his own show, you know? And um, he was talking about, he was saying that Trump is in electoral trouble. I'm like, I don't think so. No. His, his people are too, his people are too tight, man. They're too tight knit. You know, they may, they may not like what he does all the time, but they will definitely not turn their backs on him. That's definitely, definitely, definitely not going to happen. You know, I, I will say this. I had, to, I had to get it for a second because it's about 20 to 8 and it's starting to get dark. And, it is. you know, uh, well, the sun, uh, before the sun was the like days right are getting longer. What's up? It's a, yeah, the days are getting longer. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's one of those things where it's like I have one of those things where I've, I have my lamp on a remote. So when I get up to go to the restroom, I don't have to, I don't have to fumble in the dark for the lamp because I have one of those like those tall floor lamps. So I have it on the remote control. So I'm, I'm sitting here talking, it's getting dark and I'm like, oh, I forgot to grab my remote. So I just had to get up and grab it real quick. You know, I, I will say this, if Al Qaeda knew that I had a, a, a remote control for my lamp, they would just invade us directly. They wouldn't even wait anymore. They were like, the Americans are weak, now's the time. They have remote controls for their lamps. <laughs> they wouldn't even wait. They're like, wait, 
So, but anyway, I, I don't really like getting on CNN, you know, but one of them had an article today, Trump's approval rally has disappeared. So I'm not going to read so much from this article, but it says that a new Gallup poll, and this is, what's the date on this article? I think it was from, from yesterday, right? Uh, April 19th. And he said, a new Gallup poll finds that President Donald Trump's approval stands at 43%. His disapproval rating is at 54%. Trump's approval rating is down significantly from 49% in March, where his disapproval rating is up nine points from 45%. Right? So they seem to be making a big deal about his numbers. But here's a, here, here's a clincher for me. Right? This is, the, this is at the very end of the article. In terms of his, of his re-election prospects, it should be worrying to the president that even with a black swan pandemic occurring, he couldn't get his net approval rating above zero points. It's going to be difficult to win the election if his net approval rating is minus eight points among voters on election day. Here's the thing. Between Trump and between Hillary, they were the, the most, I don't know, the most unpopular pair running for president ever. Both of them had terrible approval ratings. Matter of fact, Trump had the lowest approval rating of any uh, presidential winner. So low approval ratings don't mean shit, okay? It doesn't matter how low his approval ratings go, his base is gonna come out and vote for him no matter what. That's the thing that these people aren't realizing, okay? It's, it's the strategy of the Dr. Jason Johnsons of the world. And, and, and Dr. Jason Johnson, I, ha I guess I have to call him Dr. Jason Johnson because he actually has a PhD, okay? I have to call him that, I don't have to. But to call him Mr. Johnson in this case would just be a little disrespectful because he actually, I think I wanna say he has a PhD in political science. Now, is he good at it? No. Would, now, would, would I say I'm better than him? No. It, 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 Political analysis? No. But is he good? No. You know, he's, he's like, every, every time he says something, I'm like, that's the wrongest thing I've ever heard. And not because I don't, just because I disagree. I mean, even all the pundits that I like, I disagree with them sometimes. Right? Because I'm, I'm never going to agree with anybody I listen to 100%. That's preposterous. That's never going to happen. Who do you but, think is the closest that you've come to? Of of being 100%? Yeah, or like at least close to 100%. It's so like maybe 98 out of 100 times you're agreeing with. Probably it's right now it's between uh, The Hill Rising, which I've just started listening to religiously over the last month or so, and uh, Benjamin Dixon. Gotcha. I, I've agreed with them like at least like 97, 98% of the time. All the rest, like uh, Young Turks, um, Majority Report, Michael Brooks. Um, oh, and, and you know what? You know who, I'll, who else I'll put in that, in that range? David Dole, uh, Rational National. I'll put him in that 98% bracket, you know. But even some of the other ones, like Mike Figueroa, who is the um, Humanist Report, 90 and above. No. 90% of the time, I agree with what they say. And the other 10% of the time, it's not like, oh man, I don't agree with you. I ain't listen to you no more. It's like, I'll listen to what you have to say. And then I'll just do my own, you know, 
Uh, it, it's not like, in other words, even when I don't agree with them, it's not that they're wrong. And I think that's the main thing. It's just a difference of opinion. It's a difference is, of opinion. Which it's people like, are allowed to have, uh, but not yeah. when it comes to the facts. You're Absolutely. Right. Like, I, I also listened to, um, oh, God, why is his name? David Pakman. David Pakman show. And he literally gave me a tongue lashing. Not me personally, of course, but just people like me who are, who are, who are at the stage of not voting for Joe Biden. Right? And I, I didn't agree with his analysis, but here's the problem with that. What he was saying was not wrong. That's the problem. So that's where I, have, I, that's where I just have to listen and just be like, yeah, I get exactly where you're coming from and I understand it, but I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> Seven months is a long time. Maybe something will happen. You know what, you know what though? I, I, I am such a troll. I'm secretly, secretly wishing that Joe Biden picks Amy Klobuchar to be his vice president. Mm -mm. So I, you know why? So I can go to sleep. So I don't got to worry about none of this no more. Because it'll just be over. Because right now we got the vice presidential Hunger Games. So right now in the running, you got, uh, in a distant running, you got Barbara Lee and you got Stacey Abrams, right? And then in the foreground, I want to say, I forgot, I forget her name, but she's Michigan's uh, governor, I think. And then you also have Amy Klobuchar and you also have uh, Elizabeth Warren. And the funny part is, the reason why I called it the, the presidential hunger games is that Elizabeth Warren and Stacey Abrams, they're thirsty for that position. Now, a lot of progressives saying that Having Nina Turner as vice president would change their minds. Joe Biden is never going to hire Nina Turner. That's never going to happen. I don't think so either. Yeah. I believe that as well. Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention to it, but who do you think Joe Biden will... No, you know what? Who do you think Joe Biden should pick? Should pick Stacey Abrams. Um, but I know that white feminists will not allow a black woman to be vice president before a white woman can so yeah um it would be so interesting to see to see that shit unfold um mm -hmm. i really really hope he picks a black woman um yeah i really hope that he picks a black woman just for that reason because i really want people's asses to show on that um yeah. but yeah, to your, I think to the question you were initially getting to, which is mm -hmm. like, who will he actually pick? I don't know, but it'll probably be a white woman. I think it will be a white woman. Yeah, he's probably either going to pick Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar. One yeah. of those two. But honestly, if he picks if he picks Elizabeth Warren, I'm not going to trip on that. Like, I would probably vote for him if he picks Elizabeth Warren, because that's like Bernie Light. You know, it's Bernie adjacent, I will take her. Canceled. She's absolutely progressives despise her. I'll take put, it. Put it like this. It. Right at least the progressives I see on Twitter, they want her to run again in 2024 just so they can vote against her. Like that's how much they hate her right now. Like they don't even they don't they they, they don't you know, want to just 
pamper the dick. I'm really curious. I don't know how I should check in. I should actually look back through my text. Remember when I was trolling like all the campaign volunteers and texters? Um, But there was like one that was standing for Liz Warren. And I'm really curious how she feels about this because she was passionate. Like I can tell (laughs) through the phone. Like, you know what I mean? I can tell through the text that she actually gave a fuck. I'm like, really really tempted to text her and just be like hey girl just checking in neither our guys made it uh how are you feeling about liz right now you still stand for her or what because i feel like her answer would still be yes and in 2024 for her that <laughs> that's way more petty than any bernie supporter and what we would say by the way uh, as far as talking about oh yeah run against i can vote against you oh no bernie, bernie supporters are pissed because with all the stuff that we had going on between CNN and MSNBC, between Obama, you know, between the DNC, between all the stuff working against them, you had Elizabeth Warren splitting the vote and then dropping out and then not endorsing Bernie Sanders, who, who she ideologically aligns with the most. And she made up this whole sexist thing that Bernie was a sexist and that backfired on her. She came in third in her own state, which is embarrassing. So, um, yeah, she wouldn't endorse Bernie. And now she's, you know, she really wants that vice president job. And basically right now, that would be a millstone around Joe Biden's neck if he picked Elizabeth Warren because progressives despise Elizabeth Warren right now. They would, they would vote for Biden if he picked Klobuchar. And they don't even like Klobuchar. But Klobuchar was, at least Klobuchar's was more about policy. Elizabeth Warren was about being vindictive. Because she was mad because when she called out Bernie, or at least tried to call out Bernie as a sexist, Bernie wasn't going for it. Bernie was like, I absolutely did not say that. And that's when she came to him after the debate on the hot mic, it was like, I think you call me a liar on national television. And Bernie was about to set it straight, and then he was like, you know what, we'll talk about this later. You know? But as far as vice president goes, there's nobody who he could pick or that he would pick that would make me vote for him. Like, I'm already, I'm already set in stone that I ain't voting for Joe Biden. That's a definite. But, uh, I think that if he picks somebody more progressive, that he could actually turn some other people around. You know, that he could definitely do. Like I'm, I'm more, I'm too stubborn. I'll put it like this: I take people to small claims court when they don't pay me after I win in fantasy football. Okay, so do you really think if I already have it in my mind, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden? They would be like, well, maybe a joke. Nah, fuck that. That's already done. But I'm not going to inspire other people to not vote for Joe Biden. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the information out there and let them know, hey, listen, uh, you got a lot of work to do. If you're going to drag Joe's corpse over the finish line, you can't just be like, well, Joe's got this because Trump sucks. No, you got work to do. Okay. Joe has a sexual assault allegation against him that's very credible. Uh, actually, uh, Tara Reid actually filed a complaint against Joe Biden, and right now that complaint is sealed. 
And the only person right now that could unseal it is Joe Biden. He ain't unsealing it. So if you figure if that allegation was not credible, right, unseal it. Be done with it. But they're not going to unseal it. And I mean, if it was somebody like Bernie Sanders or Tim Kaine who had those allegations against him, I'd be like, yeah, I, I'd want to see more information. Not because I'm not on like some not don't believe women stuff, but I mean, look at the guys who they're accusing, right? Tim Kaine is is he couldn't be more milk toast if he was an actual plate of toast next to a glass of milk. And Bernie Sanders is Bernie Sanders, you know. You could easily, easily, without even trying on Google, find at least six or seven videos of Joe Biden being creepy around women. Right. Or it's not even any close to believable. Like, yeah. Or it's, it's just believable. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's not to say that Bernie Sanders couldn't have done something like that. But it's not something that I could just believe right away. I'd have to say, listen, investigate it. And just, just to be sure. Because you got because fair is fair, right? But with Joe, I'm like, yeah, he did that shit. Yeah. Just from the from the dozen videos or so of him just being creepy around and not having any boundaries, like sniffing their hair. Like, dude, you do you know you do know you're on camera, right? You know what that's called? It's called evidence. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Trump campaign video that shows a montage of Joe Biden just touching women inappropriately. It's coming. It's coming. But I, I'll put it like this. I, I mentioned on Saturday, my friend cussed me out because he was mad because I was being emotional about Bernie Sanders losing. You ever watch the old, it might have been before your time, Odie, but you remember the old Transformers cartoons? The... Uh, the original Transformers cartoons? Yeah, well, I don't, but my mom used to love them. I don't know why that was her shit, but, like, she loved <laughs> the cartoons because she would, I don't know, like, even, like, when I got older, she'd be like, you don't remember watching those? Um, and I'd be like, no. And she would um, be like, I just thought those that was the coolest thing ever. She just loved the concept of, like, the cars turning into robots or whatever. So that was her shit. Uh, but I apparently was there. I was present for most of those Saturday morning sessions. And like I said, it was probably before your time. I was in junior high when those shows came out. Either sixth or seventh grade when those shows came out. And I was a huge fan of them. And there was a character on there called Shockwave. And Shockwave was like this, he was like Megatron's second in command. Right? In the cartoons, he was just, he was just a milksop. He was, you know, he was just, they just played him like, oh, Megatron, you know, like, ah, whatever. But then I read the comics. Marvel Comics put out a Transformers series. And in the, in the comic series, Shockwave was a badass, right? He was cold. He was, cal- he, was like a, he was like a real robot. He was cold, calculating, and ruthless. And his whole thing was he would start every sentence with logic dictates, that's how he started just about every sentence that he could, right? Because with him, it was all about cold logic. He thought Megatron was a jackass. Like, he wanted to get revenge on a human being. They're a lower life form. 
logic dictates that's not the way to go, brother. That's not a good look for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's well, my friends. That, that's even the cartoon portrayed um, Shockwave was kind of like that. He like he might say one thing to Megatron, but behind his back, he'd be on some scheming shit. You know what I mean? Now you think about you think about Starscream. Oh, who are we talking about? Shockwave. I can't remember. I thought, who the fuck is Shockwave? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem with my friends right now is that they're in logic mode. Because right now, with the way the election is, it's between Joe Biden and, and, uh, and Donald Trump. They're taking the emotion out of it and just looking at it logically as Joe Biden is better than Donald Trump. So we got to vote for Joe Biden. Anybody who doesn't vote for Joe Biden, you're being illogical. So what have I been called so far in the past month? Uh, I, I, got, I was called a pussy. That's actually true. I was called a little girl. I was called irrational. I was called a Trump supporter, a communist. And most recently, I was called a dummy because I don't support Joe Biden. Okay. Now, there's a lot of animosity right now between progressives and liberals and then the rest of the crew, which is liberals, neoliberals, and centrists. Whose fault is that for the animosity? Is it our fault for, being, for putting our emotions into it, or is it their fault for creating the situation? Like, you can't blame the voters. 40% of voters don't vote. They don't vote because they don't trust the system or they don't believe in the system. Wait, 40% of voters don't vote? You mean like registered voters? Registered voters. Vote? Yeah, 40% Regist of registered voters don't vote. Why the fuck would anybody register to vote? Like, what, like, why did you register? Because they ask you that at the DMV. Do you want to register for vote? Sure. Right. I'll never vote. Fuck them because they already picked who they want to win. No, I already no. I, I registered. Well, you can just say no. I'm already registered. Like they don't know. I mean, you wouldn't want to lie. Yeah. Well, if you're not gonna vote, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll put it like this, though, Odie. Maybe they wanted to vote when they first got into. It. I mean, put it like this. I I mean, I registered to vote when I was 17. Oh, I couldn't. Vote. Just I, thinking about just thinking about the data standpoint. Yeah, I, I couldn't vote until I was 18. But when you were, but when I was 17, they registered us to vote. You know, so a lot of people, at least in at least where I'm from, mm. they registered early. You know, now my thing is this: I'm not going to bore you with the whole Biden versus Trump analogies, all the stuff that happened in the last few weeks, because we've we've talked about this ad nauseum. Okay, I'm just trying to let you know what's going on. Okay, especially with Bernie Sanders, because now Bernie Sanders, his people are turning against him again. Just like they didn't, just like they did in 2016. Yeah, Bernie is doing exactly what he said he was going to do, which was back the eventual nominee, if it wasn't him. That's what he said. So he's keeping his word. There's nothing wrong with that. Although I do feel like the FBI should bust in on those videos. He looked like a hostage. I'm trying to remember his name from Hunger Games. Uh, Katniss's love interest, not Gale, but the the guy who got the guy who got captured. And then they, they brainwashed him. And then they kept putting him on TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I know who you're talking about. Like, I see his face. Peter and something else. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Peter. Yeah. That's, that's what Bernie Sanders looks like right now. He looks, he looks like Peter from Hunger Games. You know? It's, conquering him wasn't bad enough. Now, now they got to make him their spokesperson. So, first, he was, he was a straw man. 
The definition of a straw man is an intentionally misrepresented proposition that is set up because it's easier to defeat than an opponent's actual argument. So basically, was MSNBC and CNN, you know, with Dr. Jason Johnson, and I'm, I know I mentioned him plenty of times today, you know what Dr. Jason Johnson reminds me of? If Stephen from Django Unchained got a PhD, that would be Dr. Jason Johnson, okay? Can you tell I don't like him? If I haven't made that clear, I don't like him. But they basically were just making up ridiculous arguments against Bernie Sanders because they can't, Fox News learned that lesson the hard way. Fox News tried to go against Bernie Sanders on the issues and people were like, yeah, all that shit that he wants, we want. So they had to go a different route and MSNBC and CNN did that same thing. You know, they would just make up dumb shit about Bernie. And the problem is, is that like 60 to 70% of Democrats trust MSNBC and CNN. So it was easy to get them on that path. And now Bernie went from straw man to fall guy or to scapegoat. And then I just had to look it up just to, just to be sure. I know what a scapegoat is, but I just had to get a dictionary term. A scapegoat is a person who is blamed for the wrongdoings, mistakes, or faults of others, especially for reasons of expediency. Right now, Bernie Sanders is the face of Joe Biden's campaign. Okay? If Joe Biden wins, then we get nothing. If Joe Biden loses, it's Bernie's fault. Okay? Here's the thing. Why can't they just put forth a candidate who's just easy to vote for? Here's an, here's an, obscure, here's an obscure wrestler, uh, Ernest Miller. They call him Ernest the Cat Miller. And his catchphrase was, somebody better call my mama because I'm about to whip somebody. Right? Why can't we have a candidate that just makes us go, somebody better call my mama and tell her to vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Get all your friends from the bingo hall to vote for Bernie Sanders. You know, you call people like, what are you doing? Why don't you vote for Bernie Sanders? Because it's not election day. Well, when it's election day, take your ass on down the polls and vote for Bernie Sanders. You know, we don't have a candidate like that that people want to get on the phone and, you know, email their friends and tell them to vote for. Like, I'm not going to tell, like, I just told my nephew, vote your conscience, dude. I don't give a shit. You know, whatever you do, just do it. Like, don't, and don't tell nobody about it. Just do it. Like, that's, that's my advice now. <laughs> because, you know, I took, I took the week of election day off. Because I figured, and that, and that was back in, I think, uh, early January, about mid-January, when we got our vacation bids, right? And um, I took the week of election day off because I just figured, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be party time, you know, Bernie Sanders is going to mop the floor with these, with these lame dudes. And then we're going to, he's going to, you know, it's going to be a hard fought well, battle. Need it for, you even needed to celebrate in the morning. Well, I, I was just thinking about celebrating. That's how naive I was because I was just thinking about celebrating. I'm like more than what? We're going to crush these assholes. And then he's going to beat Trump. And, and, and it was going to be by no way, by no means of the word, going to be easy. Because in America, there's no such thing as a lead pipe cinch. Because we are a nation who exists solely because God is not watching us. Because if God was watching us, he'd be like, well, if you want to just be destroyed, I could just do another flood. You know? Because you're just destroying yourselves. 
Like this country should not exist. Like that's how terrible we are. Like if, if God was actually keeping an eye on things, it'd be like Sodom and Gomorrah. He would just rain fire down on America and just be done with it. Like that's how much we suck these days, you know? But here's the thing. Nobody likes Joe Biden like that. The people who are voting for Joe Biden don't like Joe Biden like that. Fuck that, see now, fucker. I mean, Joe Biden doesn't know where he is half the time. Fuck that, see now, fucker. He, he's got cognitive decline. You know, Man, I, I, fuck I, now, fucker. I, I don't want to just come out and just be like, he's got dementia because I'm not a doctor. I don't know that by looking. Early onset of dementia. Actually, it's been ongoing since the Bahama era, Obama era. You mean you mean all, all those times where he was just sniffing women's hair because he forgot that cameras were on him? <laughs> Start making all kind of errors, but if we want to do that, we have to go back to the '80s. He been declining since the '80s because I got some footage of him doing that same shit in 1984, brother. I mean, Joe Biden's, I mean, he just needs to go home and rest and just spend some time with his grandkids. I mean, Joe Biden's been in, in Congress since like 78. And I'm not even making that up. He's been there since like the late 70s. The stressors, if he's, if he's like this now, the stressors of the, president, of the presidency really breaks you down. Let's look how beautiful and black, you know, Obama's hair was when he first started and how charcoaly gray it was in eight years. I mean, you just don't switch up like that unless you're going through a lot of shit, right? Now, we can't say the same for Trump because, you know, Trump wears like a toupee and, you know, it could keep his color pretty good. But you know if you look at his face and look at the design of his eyes, you can see the ragtag in his eye structure oh. that Botox can't fix. Have you been watching his press conferences lately? He looks like he's always out of breath. Like he has no energy anymore. Like all, like like his life force is draining away, you know, because he wasn't like he was before. Fast enough. <laughs> well, Senator Palpatine, you know, with Senator Palpatine, you know, he's always lurking. That's um, that's bars, <laughs> loyal bar, whatever. It's a dirty bar. Let's do a matchup for Fat Palpatine. Ah, <laughs> uh, William Barr. Uh, what a scumbag. But I mean, look at it like this, okay. You figure the Democrats right now are all over the place because the neoliberals and the centrists, they're in the tank for Biden. They're going to vote for Biden no matter what. Okay. They'll definitely be there for him. Liberals are on the fence. Okay. But they're looking at it logically. Okay. They don't like Joe at all, but they don't have a choice. So they're now looking, they're so, and then liberals are going about it all wrong because they're trying to get their progressive friends to vote for them. And they're using all the, all the bad keywords. You ever play a game? I'm trying to remember the name of the game, but you had a buzzer, right? And you had to describe a word without using the most popular terms. And every time you use a term, somebody was, was watching the car. If you said one of the terms, they hit the buzzer. Taboo. Taboo. That's it. It's basically, I, I have, a, I have a, an internal taboo buzzer in my head. So when you're trying to convince me to vote for Joe Biden and you, you say things like, oh, you took your ball and went home in 2016, eh. you know, I'm just like I, I, I just can't do it. You know, as soon as you say some dumb shit like that, the white noise machine in my head goes on. OK, here's here's Joe Biden's problem. OK, 
I talked about this a little bit on Saturday. When Hillary Clinton lost to Barack Obama in the 2008 primary, Hillary Clinton's fans were livid. They were angry. And they had this thing that they call PUMA, P-U-M-A, and it stands for Party Unity My Ass. That's a thing, look it up. So uh, in the, uh, the exit polls, 28% of Clinton voters voted directly for John McCain. 28% voted, bless you, voted directly for John McCain, right? According to NPR, only one in 10 Bernie supporters voted for Trump directly. Okay? So 10%, as opposed to 28% of Clinton voters who voted directly for John McCain. So how did Barack Obama win? Simple. The youth vote. The youth vote came out in droves to vote for Obama. He got two-thirds of the youth vote compared to McCain. He crushed McCain with the youth vote. Right? Here's the thing. Hillary Clinton had 55% of the youth vote, and she still lost to Trump. 10% down from what Obama had, which is a lot, by the way. When you think about it in terms of, of votes, right? What's where's Biden at now? Forty-five percent. So he's twenty percent below where Obama was in the youth vote. Now the youth vote is considered to be eighteen to twenty-four year olds, but depending on the poll, it can go high as eighteen to forty or eighteen to forty-five. So. These young kids, they're not coming out to vote for Joe. Right? Whose fault is that? Is it the voters' fault for not coming out? Or is it the DNC's fault for basically doing insanity all over? Which is basically, of course, we all know, we've seen the memes, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, okay? How many times are you gonna run these centrist cocksuckers before you realize that they can't win, okay? Bill Clinton won, but then who else lost? Al Gore lost, John Kerry lost, Hillary Clinton lost. How many times are you gonna run these cocksuckers before you realize, right? Why did Obama win? Because he ran as a progressive. How did Trump win? because he put himself to the left of Hillary Clinton. You wanna know how, how Democrats took back the House in 2018? Because of the youth vote. The youth vote surged by 188% compared to 2014. 188% because there was a huge surge in 18 to 24 year olds who came out to vote in the 2018 midterms. And now they took all that momentum and they wiped their ass with it. They didn't even wipe it like, like a normal wipe. They took it like a towel and then just shimmied it across their genitals and just stuffed it in the young kid's mouth. I'm like, here you go, fuck you. You ain't getting shit. Whoa, whoa we don't use the G word around here, buddy. The G word, what G word? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you, you caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> but I mean, 
how can you you know you know what it's like it's like watching an episode of the league it, it used to come on fx it was a comedy and every time something good would happen to these to these people they'd find a way to fuck it up and then you just have to think about like how are they gonna fuck this up like how could the democrats screw up a good thing how can you lose not once but twice to the worst politician who ever lived real or fictional i'm sorry well you know you know what i mean yeah no but that's, I mean, that's what's sad like yeah i honestly can't think of like a horror movie where it's like hmm, the villain was way worse than what we got yeah i mean you can't really do a parody i mean the ones that come out for for trump are funny but trump outdoes them by just being the president. So it's like you can't even write goofy scenarios because he's already outdoing them. That's what um, Saturday Night Live said. They said it's very difficult to do parodies on him because the stuff he does can't even match their stupidness. Yeah. And they're, and they're trying to be goofy. And, they, and he just outgoofs them all the time. You can't beat that guy? They had like, what, 22 Democrats who ran against them? Nothing but empty shells, stuffed shirts, and just corporate shills. Klobuchar, really? The only one who probably would have had a chance was Elizabeth Warren, and, then, and she just, oh, God. You ever see those memes where the guy's riding a bike? And then he takes a stick and puts it right between his own spokes. That's Elizabeth Warren. Like she had a chance to do something great. And you and in MSNBC and CNN, who the fuck are the editors over there? Do they do they write for like for Lifetime or some dumb shit like that? Because come on. And the reason why I say it like that. Not dissing Lifetime like that, but Lifetime, you know, they do movies. I don't know what else is on Lifetime. I've never watched Lifetime a day in my life, but I know people have. Well, I mean, actually, they had, uh, you know, shout out to Anjanu Ellis, who portrayed Dr. Clark of the legendary Clark sisters. Um, yeah, she's, she's a sorrow, and they got, like, the, the biggest ratings in four years for any of their original programming. Okay. The only other movie I could think of that would probably beat it was be like maybe the TLC movie, maybe. But the Clark Sisters was really good. But yeah, Lifetime program they call it programming for women, but I don't know. Yeah. But I don't but know about all that. But that's my thing. I mean they I think they do documentaries and stuff like that, but they also do like uh dramas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but it's stuff that they it's stuff that they write, you know? They may, some of them may, may be based on real life, but it's most, but a lot of it is fiction, right? So if you're going to write about Elizabeth Warren's chances of being vice president, and you're going to come out and say that she's going to be a bridge between the liberals and the progressives, the fuck are you looking at? That's absolutely insane. Like we mentioned before, Progressives hate Elizabeth Warren right now. They want to salt the earth of her political career right now. And do you think that her being vice president would just bridge the gap 
because at one point in time, she used to be a progressive. Get the fuck out of here with that stupid horse shit. You know, it made me very sad because I saw a video of Elizabeth Warren back in the, uh, I don't know if it was in the late 90s or early 2000s. No, it was in the 90s because they were talking about the, uh, what's it? No, the bankruptcy bill. And Elizabeth Warren was basically, uh, she wasn't a senator then, you know, but she was called as a, you know, she was called on to the Senate to talk about the bankruptcy bill. And she was against the bankruptcy bill because it hurt a lot of people. And Joe Biden was, of course, for the bankruptcy bill because he was basically a shill for the banks. And they were going back and forth. And that's when Elizabeth Warren was a lioness. She was a champion back then. You could see it in her, in her voice and in her face and her actions that she really cared about people. And that's one of the reasons why I liked her back then. I was disappointed she didn't run in 2016, you know, but I figured, you know, she was going to run when Bernie ran. But you know what? Maybe they'll team up and do something great. And then she, she put the spokes right between her own tires. And then when she's on the ground holding her knees, who's she blaming? Bernie. So this whole notion that Joe Biden is electable is ridiculous. Because don't forget, until they cleared the field, Joe Biden was in third or fourth place. In, their, in, in the first three states, third or fourth. Now, here's the thing. Might his fortunes have changed when he, when he went to the, to the deep south? Yeah. Because for some reason, black people love them from Joe Biden. I didn't figure that shit out yet. You know, and like we joked about before, Odie, I, I'm really hoping that he picks Klobuchar so I could laugh at Jim Clyburn and John Lewis for thinking that they could push Joe Biden to the left. Here's the thing. My friends are mad at me because I'm, they, they say I'm giving up. And I'm like, look, we just got to fight a different way. Obama, we, Obama erased a year and a half of grassroots movement with five phone calls. Are we going to keep bashing our heads against that brick wall? No. How are we going to finally win? Well, we got to pay attention to our local elections and start getting some of these people out of office. We killed the Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... it's it's hard, but it has to be done. But they're angry at me because, well, what we need to be doing is pushing Joe Biden to the left. That's not who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden has always, always touted himself as a, a conservative Democrat. He's always touted himself that way. Not just in his voting, but that's what, that's what he used to call himself because he always wanted to put himself separately from other Democrats as somebody that, that the Republicans can work with because he was more concerned about working with Republicans than working with other Democrats. That's who Joe Biden is. And you're going to push him to the left. Get the fuck out of here with that stupid horse shit. You see his opening offer. Oh yeah. We'll just, we'll just trim Medicare down from 65 to, to 60. Yeah. All those 28 year olds with type one diabetes. All you gotta do is live another 32 years and you can get Medicare. That's your opening offer, Joe. That's supposed to get young people on your side. You know, the student loan thing is not that bad, but it only covers public college. What about all the people who went to private college? Shit, I went to private college. Fuck. You know, what's going to happen to them? 
So Joe is not really in this to push people to, you know, to go to the left to get people. He's banking on enough never-Trumpers to either vote directly for him or to not vote at all. It's a huge gamble. It would be so yeah. much easier to just unite the base. Give us what we want. Give us something. So even if you don't believe in Medicare for all, which he doesn't, which he's already said he's going to veto, why don't you just say, hey, listen, well, yeah, I don't want to do Medicare for all, but how about we just do um, tuition-free college and wipe out student debt? Okay. We'll take that. You know? Yeah, we'll have to fight a little bit harder for Medicare for all, but yeah, we'll take that. That will help so many people. You figure the money that they pulled out of their small intestine to do this bailout, they could have done that for student loans and wiped out student loans. Just like that. You know? But they don't want to go against the banks. And here's the thing. It's not like they wipe it out and then they just say, okay, the money just no longer, ex the debt no longer exists. What they would do is they would just get the money and then just pay off the banks. So the banks get the money anyway. How hard is that? If they could do this, that's the thing. Before people were like, well, how are they gonna do that? Where are we gonna get the money from? Let me tell you what, all these Trump scumbags, they didn't ask where to get the money from when they, when they got their $1,200 checks. They didn't ask that. Oh no. That question was never asked. They were just sitting by their mailbox, like, you know, I must indicate again, that is the minimum wage times a 40 hour week times four weeks. Basically, a little bit more than that, just slightly more. That's what it is. So yeah. if you think that the minimum wage is fair and we shouldn't have a living wage, you are a stupid idiot because $1,200 can't even pay my mortgage, can't even pay my rent, can't even that doesn't that was nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I spent most of that money just paying off medical bills. You know? So this whole notion of a one-time, I mean, they're working on other stuff, but they gave most of that money to the rich. So the fact that they could just do that out of nowhere, I mean, you figure it like this, the money that they pulled to do that stimulus package, they could have paid off student loan debts three times over. So why couldn't they do? Why couldn't they do that? Dude, let's not talk about it no more. It just makes you really impact my depression and my <laughs> anxiety. Let's not even just let's not even broach the subject anymore. I, I I will say this. I always say I want to end on something a little bit more positive because we're we're just about to wrap up. But I, you know, I've been on vacation almost a week now, and uh, hadn't really been much to watch. I, I didn't feel like watching a whole lot more Netflix. And I definitely watched no goddamn Tiger King. So I just decided to rent. Uh, it's an out, bro. What's up? <laughs> I said you're missing out, bro. <laughs> like I said before, Tiger King was written by somebody who hates white people, but has never seen white people. So that's just, that's just how he figures that that's just how they do. <laughs> like somebody who's read about white people in Newsweek magazine and hates them and he figures, yeah, that's how they do. They all own tigers and shit. <laughs> but I watched uh, 
Birds of Prey. And, and I will say this, it wasn't as bad as the critics said it was, but it wasn't good. Like if I had seen that in the movies, I'd have been mad. You know, it, it, was, it was worth the rent only because I was tired of watching Netflix, but it wasn't good. I mean, the story was nonsensical. I mean, honestly, for all those who, and here's the thing, you probably, if you read DC comics, you probably know better than me. Okay, because I know how people are in the comics and how people are in the cartoons, two different things. Renee Montoya in the Batman animated series was younger. So she looked maybe like, I don't know, late 20s, maybe, you know, Rosie Perez is 55 years old. Okay, and she looks 55. Not saying that she looks bad, but she looks like she's 55. Okay, she's a a hot 55 year old. Yeah. So for her playing Renee Montoya, I'm like, was, was there no one else that they can get? Like, they, they miscast Black Canary. They miscast uh, Huntress. And I'm just like, ugh. The only bright spot in that movie were the, the fight scenes with Harley Quinn were actually pretty good. I did enjoy them. Yeah. They were well choreographed and very easy to follow. And it's not like, it's not like watching Jason Bourne fight scenes. Whereas, like, who's punching? <laughs> it was very easy to follow. All the He-Man woman haters didn't like the fact that uh, you could knock that that a hundred twenty-five pound girl can knock out a two hundred twenty-pound man, even with a baseball bat. They couldn't believe that, but they could believe that Captain America pulled on a helicopter out of the sky. No, he can't. I read Captain America comics for for years. He cannot pull a helicopter out of the sky. Okay. I don't care how much you remake Captain America, he can't do that. But who cared, right? Because it's it's a it's a comic book movie. So no one's gonna sit there and, and read the comp the Marvel Universe thing and look up Captain America's no one cares about that. It it was cool as shit when he did that. But I figure if you're gonna nitpick about Harley Quinn not gonna do that with a bat, then we can revisit Captain America pulling a helicopter out of the sky. But the story would the story didn't make any sense. Like, and here's gonna be some spoilers here. Roman Sionis was looking for a diamond that had a whole bunch of bank codes in it that would get him like uh all this extra money and he would become like the number one crime lord in Gotham. He was already the number one crime lord in Gotham. So why would he need all that extra money when he was already the top guy in Gotham? Like I think they just wanted to put some shit out there. And I didn't really see a whole feminist angle to it. It wasn't like Ghostbusters, where the feminism was just all the mick feminism that was, that is. I mean, there were plenty of movies with strong female leads that were dope, like Salt. Dude, I like you're not scared to file with me, I don't even want to hear about it. What's that? <laughs> if you're not going to share it with me, I don't even want to hear about it. <laughs> Oh no no! I I rented it from um from Amazon. Oh, like a digital download? Yeah, yeah. Damn it, you. Oh, it, oh, trust me, Blue. If I had got it on 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 a uh, on DVD, it it already be in the in the share file. That's what's up, y'all. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I I, I rented it from the. I, I don't have my, it, my DVD. How much did it cost? How much did it cost to download for Amazon? Six bucks. Damn, son. Yeah. 
And being a prime member doesn't help in that case. It's still six bucks. Easy. <laughs> I wonder if it on Redbox. Let me check real quick. Probably. I mean, if you're able to rent it, it's out on should be out on DVD and Blu-ray. So it might just be in Redbox. Now you know it comes out whenever it hits like a DVD Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. later right. it goes to Redbox. No, you're right. You're right. Well, fuck but, it. I just I'm watching Knives Out tonight. Fuck it. Oh, that movie was dope. I love that movie. I don't want to talk about Knives Out because I don't want to spoil it. Because it's a mystery and I don't want to spoil it. Now we don't want them problems. Yeah. But if you haven't watched Knives Out yet, definitely watch it. It was definitely outstanding. I loved it. I bought it. Like I own I own it on Amazon. I took a chance with it. So you don't buy physical DVDs anymore? No. No, I just get I just get them on digital because I figure like this. If even if I go to if I go to someone else's house, all I do is just pull up my account and then just watch it there. Oh, it is rent on demand on Redbox. Six dollars. That's crazy to me. Yeah, there is. You figure like why is it six dollars still? I mean, when we were written movies and blockbusters, wasn't it like three ninety nine? Nah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's the. I guess when because it's rent on demand, that means you could see it on your t. You could you know download it on your device or see it on your TV, versus the DVD. Yeah, it probably ain't on DVD yet. Obviously, it's not on DVD yet. Okay. Yeah. But damn it, damn it. Anyways. Today was a that's the wonderful show. I'm glad to have y'all on the show today. This is Mercer Prescott's Politics with Mercer Prescott and his eclectic cronies. The cronies today was mainly Eau de Folet, Oquay. <laughs> a little tie-in here for blue, but not really. Because okay. he had some things he had to do. And this is a note. This is this is my um outro note. If you have a dog, please clean up after your dog because nobody wants to smell your dog shit and step in your dog shit. Respect your neighbors and take care of your dog shit. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And after you clean up the poop, stay your ass home. (laughs) And don't come to me like, oh, doo-doo is good for the soil. No, it's not. Not If that was the case, case, you'd be letting the dog go in your yard. Right. Right. Cows, you know, anything that eats grass, yeah, maybe. But dogs, not so much. No. Nope, nope, nope. And we've decided that that was a renter, not an owner, who did that. I think so. That's my verdict. (laughs) So. All right. All right. Well, till next time, guys. All right. See you later. She, she, she look good. That's how she know she thick. She a bit sexy. She a cashy confidant. She a big girl. Yeah, she just a wet ass. She a Hold on to. Just give me the green light so I can roll on through. Put on something sexy, make it do what it do. And we can have a happy ending, girl. It's all on you. Ain't 
and I'm number two. I'ma make it my boo, and I can party with your crew. Since you run with a few, it's true. I like them thick, yeah, I like them big bones. Your big sassy chick, I'ma get you before you get gone. I'm in my zone, put them five swells or better. That's my cushion for the pushing. You can measure the pleasure. She can turn up to the max. She knows she can get it. And them hips looking pretty, looking so good with it. She'll be big girl, but she does it with it. She'll undercover freak, but she does it with it. Big big girls need love too. Them big girls need love too. She'll be big girl, but she does it with it. She'll undercover freak, but she does it with it. Them big girls need love too. Them big girls need love too. And got some meat on the bones You better hold on Just ride us for the sexy and grown We can have a rendezvous With about three in the morning In the presidential suite Some party I'm wanting long I'm coming on strong Like a shot of Patron I don't shut a lick it baby I'ma make you my own You got some big sexy lips You're very provoking hips And I like them real things So come and show me What you're working with Girl you so unique With all that physique You're undercover free And you know you looking sweet I like them tight heavy And loving them bottom ready Girl you real pretty And thinking about going straight She'll be girl, but she does it with it. She'll undercover freak, but she does it with it. Them big girls need love too. Them big girls need love too. She'll be girl, but she does it with it. She'll undercover freak, but she does it with it.